Okay. Okay. That bird is so loud. I know. <laughs> I have some obnoxious sparrows. Wow. It'll just like, I don't know. I feel like it'll add some nice soothing background noise for our listeners. white and together we are big and white and you are listening to the big and white podcast a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in asia so what are we talking about today big we are talking about relationships with people back quote home unquote yes something we spend a lot of time doing yeah or thinking about at least i know yeah, I actually like legitimately see it as one of my hobbies. <laughs> it takes up a good yeah, chunk of time in yeah. my week. Scheduling Skype meetings, talking to people, texting with people. I mean, that makes it sound like a job or like I don't like it. I love it. But I th- yeah, I think it's good to like think of it as a hobby because then it's almost like self-care or something <laughs> right. that you schedule into your it's life. It's like just as important as like exercising mm-hmm. or like knitting or like whatever hobbies you might have those, those are, are the my only ones <laughs> my hobbies. <laughs> you are allowed to have other ones i permission granted you're welcome um but before we get into that tell me about your week what happened it's been a pretty good week i feel like i have checked so many things off of my to-do list like in my personal life that i have had on my to-do list for like six months that's so amazing. And I've gotten stuff done. Oh my gosh. So this week, I and one of our other friends went and got leather boots made. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. So in Nepal, um, I think we've talked about this before, but labor is very cheap, but materials are expensive. And in America, it's switched, or most of the West, it's switched as well, um, where... Yeah, materials are cheap, easy to get, but labor is super expensive. But anyway, so in Nepal, um, if you guys didn't know, we are big and white. (laughs) So sometimes it's difficult to find shoes that fit well, which I guess my feet aren't. They're like at the end of the spectrum. Yeah, they actually have your size here. (laughs) I do. Mine completely does not exist. (laughs) But, yeah, if you're big and white like us, then you can just go and get shoes made. Or if you're small and brown, you can also get shoes made. That's very true. No judgment here. (laughs) Be whatever size and color you want. You can still get shoes made. So I just went online and found boots that I wanted and went to the leather shop guy. And they, like, trace the outline of each of your feet and... You like print out a picture and give it to them and say, will you please make this? Please give me plenty of space in the toe box. No (laughs) squeezing. No, seriously, give me enough space. I need space for my toes. No, for real. Please believe me. (laughs) Please, 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 please. By the way, did I mention I need extra space? And and then he makes them. Dude, that's so awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so amazing to me that you can just give someone like a two-dimensional picture and then they can make Mm -hmm. an amazing three-dimensional version of it. Yeah, he's really good at like copying the pictures. So, Mm -hmm. And he's super nice. He's so nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So are you pleased with how they came out? 
I mean, they look really amazing. I they're the toe box is a little tight. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, imagine if you hadn't said that. <laughs> oh, geez, Louise, be like, well, I guess it's me or the baby toe. <laughs> I do. It's. I feel like that's Nepali style, though. They mm-hmm. all wear shoes like one or two sizes too small. They yeah. just like really are narrow and tight. Yeah. So. He probably me. thought he was making them ginormous. <laughs> They're still too tight for you. I got them free range toes. So yeah, I mean, I am going to stretch them out tonight with a hair dryer nice. so that hopefully they fit a little bit easier. I mean, that's a nice thing about leather is it like molds to your foot the yeah. more that you wear it. Yeah. So yeah. And they're goat leather, right? I think so. Yeah. So they should last. And like the soles are made of leather or yeah, leather. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it'll be good. I think the zippers are going to break in like six months. That's what broke on mine. I have a <laughs> pair of sandals that he made for me that I love to death. They're so comfy and cute. But yeah, the zippers yep. broke. But that's easy to replace. Yeah, right. I'm just going to go back Just take it to, it to the shoe guy. Yeah. <laughs> or take it to the guy that sits on the corner. Yes. Make uh, him fix yep. it for 30 cents. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. I just can't move out of Nepal. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Where will I get my zippers replaced? Dude, there's a cobbler in Portland because Portland... And um, and he just like has still owned this business for the last fifty years. But my friend got some shoes resold, and I think it was like forty bucks, fifty bucks. That's more expensive than my boots. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, one more reason not to leave Nepal. And if I do move away, I'm just gonna have to like fly back, like schedule a visit every couple <laughs> yeah. of years, and then be like, okay, so I need all of these clothes made. All of my boots need to be fixed. All the soles are falling off. Yeah. That's workable, right? I think so. What's $1,000 compared to, you know, going to a cobbler in America? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. The math adds up. Yeah. Really oh, does. guaranteed. <laughs> anyway, that's my news. What about you? Well, mine's less fun, but I think it's really interesting. So I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. So I've been having this drama recently with a Nepali friend of mine, I'm trying to keep it as anonymous as possible. Um, but yeah, she and her husband just, man, it seems like every bad thing happens to them. Like their son's girlfriend gets pregnant and then their landlord kicks them out and then they have to move to another city for her husband's job. So now she's commuting super far every day for her job. And like, oh man. And then her son gets a job and then he gets fired and then he gets another job. And it's just like, it never ends. It seems like. Um, and their daughter has like hearing problems. So when she was Aww. a baby, they had to take her to the special hospital, which is great that they had like the resources, mm-hmm. but still, it's just like, I, I mean, seriously, it's like they, they're cursed. Or something. Yeah. Everybody knows somebody like that. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh sweetie. <laughs> I know. I was talking to her. She was like, we were just saying like to each other, why does everything happen to us? And I was like, <sighs> good question i'm sorry yeah (laughs) i have no good answers for you but i think the thing that's kind of interesting about it i mean i feel stressed out because i want to help them and um her husband just lost his job not for his own fault and they're super stressed with money now and like i don't know it's just i think this is a hard situation to be in anyway but then to have it be cross-cultural is Mm -hmm. so tough like i'm like okay i'm rich you're not like should i just give you money like you're not eating vegetables because you're so worried about money Mm -hmm. like should I buy you vegetables should I give you a Christmas gift should I like 
I don't know. Yeah, it's just like a, a struggle for me. Like, what, what does it mean to be in this relationship? Yeah. And in Nepali culture, there's this really strong concept called afnomanche, which means like own people. And it basically, it's like, it means you take care of each other, you know? So I feel like we kind of see this in almost like, this is, this is going to sound really bad, but like in like gangs or like the mafia or something <laughs> where, you know, it's like you have such a strong responsibility to your yeah. group. That's like the main place we see that in Western countries because we're so individualistic, but it's not bad like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like Here. gang, but without the crime. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it can be a problem because sometimes like, for example, in the government, you know, someone might hire like their nephew, even though he's unqualified, but it's because he's part of their afnomanche. That's bad. But it's also really great. I mean, it's sort of your insurance system. Mm -hmm. Like if you get in trouble, then people in your afnomanche help you. And then if they need help, you help them. It's very reciprocal. So I know like I have this responsibility to these friends because I'm part of their afnomanche, but I don't really know what my responsibility yeah. is. And like where, like where does it start and end? And like, ah, it's just a very awkward situation. So I was talking with the husband the other day, and you know he's telling me all about it. And it was like, I mean, it was a really good conversation. I just felt like he needed to process. Mm -hmm. But I also felt like there was some expectation that I was supposed to do something, and I didn't <laughs> know what it was. And I like really wanted to do something. And yeah, it's stressful, man. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. At least Christmas is coming up, so you can give, like, you right. know, that is, like, would be appropriate yeah. in both cultures, right? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. They just moved into a new house with, like, really bad water, so I'm going to give them a water filter for Christmas. Mm, good. Um, but I still want, I don't know, to do more than that. It's very hard, hard situation. Yeah. We're, like, constantly dealing with that kind of tension, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we have responsibilities in this country, and we're in these relationships, but we don't really know like how to be in these relationships. And mm -hmm. right, and because it's not our own culture, we don't always know. Like, yeah, we don't know the rules and where it starts mm -hmm. and stops. You know, it's like so. Like, I don't know if someone is taking advantage of me, right, or not. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's maybe sometimes you want to let someone take advantage of you because you want to be loving even beyond right. you know to be a giving person or yeah uh, it's it's just such a hard tension yeah. that makes it all the harder because it's cross-cultural yeah and it's like guaranteed that you're gonna make mistakes like mm -hmm. i feel like yeah like i started off being so scared that like i didn't want to enter into anything um oh yeah like any kind of relationship like that because i didn't want to like yeah make some cr some cultural mistake but then the more people that you talk to who have lived overseas or cross-culturally for a long time, then the more you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to look like an idiot. I'm going to make a terrible mistake at some point. I'm going to offend somebody. Yeah, like, I'm going to give away too much money, you know? <laughs> you just can't not make mistakes. Yeah. That's a really good reminder. I'm so bad at that. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm the same way. Like, I'd rather just not engage yeah, than make right. a mistake. Like, excuse me, I'm just going to, like, sit back and observe for a couple years, <laughs> right. and then I'll do something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So stay tuned. We'll see how this situation ends up, yeah. how it unfolds. I'll update you guys, hopefully. Yeah. 
hope there's a job out there for this, mm-hmm. my friend. Yeah. He's he's so, so great. He's yeah. real smart and responsible. He would be such a good employee for someone. So, mm. Hey, listeners, if you know of any jobs for my friend, <laughs> <laughs> all my listeners are my off nomad, Jane. <laughs> yeah. We'll help you find a job in the future if you find a job for our friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of friends. Yeah. Let's talk about relationships. Let's talk about our friends that aren't in Nepal. This is one of the things about being an expat that I think that people don't always think about when they're leaving. You know, like you think, oh, I'm leaving. I have to say goodbye. But you don't. Because we have phones. (laughs) Because internet. Yeah. So... I mean, you are, you're saying goodbye to your relationship, how it was when you lived in the same place as someone, but hopefully with certain people, you're still going to try to maintain a relationship and it's going to look really different, you know, like, I don't know. I've found that I have people that in the States, when we lived in the same city, I was quite close to them. And I've, like, hardly talked to them since I left. Mm-hmm. And it, we kind of, it's like we have this mutual understanding that's like, if we're ever in the same place again, we'll be friends then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then I have other people that I really enjoyed but maybe didn't spend as much time with in the States. And I stay super connected with them, mm-hmm. you know? So, I don't know. It's it's interesting to see how your relationships change yeah. when relationships... <laughs> how your relationships change when you're not in the same place anymore. So when you moved away from California, did you find that it was difficult to keep up with certain people like obviously you just said that things changed but yeah yeah I mean I guess every time you move this Mm -hmm. happens right it's not just when you move overseas like when you're overseas the time zones make it harder freaking time zones (laughs) um yeah I mean this is something I guess I've been going through since high school really and you go to college and then you move to another place or whatever yeah I mean Obviously, the people that I end up staying closest with are the people who are good at long distance mm-hmm. relationships. So, you know, the people that I can call when I'm on my commute home and talk to them on the phone for an hour or people who like to text or people who like to send funny memes, even, yeah. you know, like you just connect with those people more. Yeah, I think it's the same when I left California mm-hmm. as coming here. Yeah. I have those people that it's like like my best friend growing up. We spent pretty much every day together from age three to 12, probably. (laughs) And now we see each other like every two years. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, hey, and we're friends again. And then not going to talk to you again for the next two years. Yeah, Yeah, because I was thinking like, I mean, both of us were in Canada for a few months before moving here. Mm -hmm. And so like, I think for me, like, it was super helpful to have that transitional period because I learned how to communicate with people, but then I also was coming home more often, like came home twice or three times during uh, like seven or eight months. And so, yeah, it was super helpful to like figure out how to communicate with people long distance. And then when I moved to Nepal, it was pretty much like nothing changed. Right. Like people yeah. didn't expect to see me all the time. And yeah, you couldn't have that transition. Yeah, That's like true. established a pattern. It is, I really think it's a skill. Yeah. Like staying connected with people because it's not just, you know, remembering to plan a Skype date or whatever. Mm -hmm. You have to 
have some sort of intuition or be able to read people and figure out what the best way is to communicate with them. I don't know yeah. if you've experienced this. That's like, I have my friends that I talk to on WhatsApp, my friends that I talk to on Instagram, my friends that I text, mm-hmm. my friends that I Skype with, my friends that I call with no video, my friends that I use <laughs> yeah. FaceTime, like, you know, or like, I have my friends that are like, let's plan two weeks in advance at this time. Mm-hmm. And then I have my friends that are like, hi, are you awake right now? Do you want to FaceTime? <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know, for me, because I really prioritize staying connected mm-hmm. with people. I feel like I have kind of have to like build my communication style separately around each different person yeah. that I want to keep a relationship with. How about you? Like, how often do you talk to people from back home? Or like, where where are people that yeah. you stay connected with? I'm not really that great at it. Like, I think I'm quite good at just texting people. Mm-hmm. Like, if I think of you know, hey, this reminded me of Such you, a millennial. Yeah, but. I mean, really, the only people that I Skype with are my family. And even then, it's really only my mom, like, mm. maybe every three weeks or every month or something that we Skype. We, like, message once, you know, fairly often. But, yeah, most of my – so I I grew up in northeast Arkansas and then went to university in central Arkansas and lived there. So my bachelor's and then a year after my bachelor's, so five years and so that like central arkansas is my base Mm -hmm. where all my friends are i didn't really i'm not connected to anybody from high school really how about like people from canada or people that have lived here that have moved away now like yeah i mean i have a lot of friends that i met in nepal who have moved back that i pretty much like i have a whatsapp group for my british friends oh nice yeah so we chat quite often yeah. They're the best. That's something that I find really challenging about staying connected with people too, is that you can't, it's hard to do it in groups, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like I have so many individual friends that like takes time to like connect with each mm-hmm. one on an individual level. One of my friends just created like a group for some of us gals that went to high school together <laughs> that are still friends. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah. this really streamlines my yep. like staying connected with you guys. <laughs> But I feel like most of, well, from central Arkansas, people that I went to college with, like my age, they're either married now, which changes our relationship, like still good friends and stuff, Mm -hmm. but yeah, different priorities. Yeah, right. And then, so it's either they're married or they live overseas. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a very, very strong distinction between those two friend groups. Interesting. So... I yeah, I feel like I communicate different ways with people because of that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know, it's cool. It's cool to be able to see like different life transitions happening in various places. But I will say that most of my friends, yeah, I I'll message occasionally, but really it's like dude, don't feel bad if you don't think of messaging me. Like, I understand that there are 10,000 miles between us. I am not offended that (laughs) you haven't, like, talked to me about all of these daily changes. I know your life is still going on. The friendship is not over. Yeah. so So everybody that I know when we get back together every couple of years, then we're just good again. Mm -hmm. And I think that's nice. Yeah. I found that for me... There's people that 
it's easier now to connect with them because we have some kind of similar experiences or mm -hmm. something, you know? So like maybe a friend that I made in Canada and when we met in Canada, he had only lived in like rural Canada and mm -hmm. I had only lived in cities and like maybe we didn't have that much in common. But now he lives in Thailand and I live in Nepal and we have tons in common because we both <laughs> have this like overseas experience. So we're constantly yeah. messaging each other about, you know, whatever. Like the cheesecake that his friends made for him <laughs> that was made of actual cheese. <laughs> so good. Ew. <laughs> so you haven't lived overseas as long as I have, but um, have you ever, I don't know, have you had experiences where you try to connect with someone from back home, especially probably someone that hasn't like traveled a lot and they just like don't get it? Oh, yeah. I mean... My dad calls me Mother Teresa. <laughs> um, Hi, Dad. And uh, this guy that I know from back home, like, anytime he sees me, he's like, oh, my gosh, it's the National Geographic Traveler. Because, <laughs> like, my town is so small, and it's not that common that people actually leave. Mm. Um, so, yeah, people assume that just because I live in Nepal, then I am this, like, amazing world traveler constantly, like, going out and doing these incredible things, which we do get to do some pretty awesome things here. I know. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like correcting people. They're like, how's your adventure? I'm like, it's my normal life. It's not an adventure. <laughs> and then I have to step back and be like, okay, you're right. It kind of is an I mean, it's a good life for yeah. sure. But it's also not, like we're not like traversing new mountain ranges every week right like, like i just go to the grocery store on saturdays yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's something that's hard to communicate that yeah or like still today people are like so when are you moving to the village oh like, well, I live in Kathmandu. <laughs> yeah. um, it's the biggest city in Nepal. And they're like, yeah, but when are you going to the village? I'm like, I am I live in Kathmandu. <laughs> I have no reason to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll travel outside for work, but if you live, live in a third here. world country, you have to live in a village. Right. They're like, how are you messaging me? You can't possibly have internet. <laughs> I'm like, girl, I got 4G. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the goat that powers my internet was, like, kind <laughs> yeah, of right. tired this morning, but he's back <laughs> on his feet. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, now we, we have electricity all the time, and... I know. Anyway, so that's something that... And it's understandable that people don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, one of the hardest things to communicate that I try really hard to do, that I get really frustrated that I can't do, is that things feel normal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like, I can tell people like, dude, this is how I go shopping. Or like, this is what I do for work. And they're like, that's so cool. And I'm like, it is. But it feels normal. Yeah. And like that, that step from like the practicality of what it is to the someone else really deeply feeling that it's a normal mm -hmm. thing. It just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like there's this gap that you can't really traverse until you do it. I almost, you know? Well, I feel like, I mean, we totally have that in america too like take people who live in manhattan for example mm. and you know everybody else in america or the world is like oh my gosh you live in new york like that's so amazing your life must be so cool and they're like yeah but i mean my rent is like a thousand dollars for a closet and <laughs> yeah. um, it smells really really bad and I no but it's so cool though. because the buildings are so <laughs> yeah. tall yeah mm -hmm. like 
no matter how cool it is, like you move to New York being like, my life is going to be amazing. And then it becomes, it becomes regular. That's your life. Right. So. I think people who have moved a lot get that a little more. Mm-hmm. And people who are able to visit Nepal yeah. get that more too. Like to me, that has been one of the most impactful things in helping people understand my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing that's really challenging is just that there's not enough context. Mm-hmm. Like, most people don't know that much about Nepal. I mean, I didn't until yeah. I moved here. Right. <laughs> you know? I'm like, mm, Mount Everest is there, right? Yeah, right. Prayer flags? Is that <laughs> Nepal? <laughs> well, so speaking of helping people understand you, what are some, like, can you think of anything that would be helpful for other people to be able to ask you to understand you better? I found that's one of the hard things is yeah. people in my life, they want to know what I'm up to and they want to understand what it's like to live overseas, but it's like so different mm-hmm. that you don't even know where to start. Yeah. Like, so how are you? <laughs> How's Nepal? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, that's such a big Or topic. even worse when they're like, know? how's your country? Like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> you don't know where I live. That's are okay. you in Asia or Africa? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, well, I'm not very good at asking questions and I really, really admire people who a, ask questions at all, mm-hmm. and B, ask good questions. But I will say, maybe we've talked about this before, but I think it's really important just to ask questions. Yeah, and not be afraid that they're stupid yeah. questions. Like, I know that it's really difficult. Like, you start off being so vague, and then you're like, because you like have no idea what to even ask. You have no idea how to conceptualize what life in Nepal would be like or what it means to be a linguist or maybe you don't remember anything about what I'm doing or you know so yeah just ask questions like it's it's okay like I remember my sister one of my sisters when I was home in July just like you know it's so bizarre to actually think about the fact that like you're here and you're like sharing life with us right now but you also have this other life that like <laughs> none of us really know anything about. And like we don't really even, you know, we have we have no idea what's going on with your other life. That is so true. It's like, man, I didn't really think about that. It can feel like you live in two different universes. Mm-hmm. Like I I have a hard time realizing that time is passing in whichever place I'm yeah. not in. You know? Like if I leave Nepal, I'm in the US for two months. I come back to Nepal, I'm like I expect it to be, like, two months ago. (laughs) Yeah, right. Wait, time was passing here while I was gone? Mm. That can't be right. Yeah, insane. Little parallel universes that we live in. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say some of the best questions that people ask me are the most boring-seeming ones. (laughs) Or just, like, very practical. Yeah. You know, like, so what do you normally eat? Or, like, once I was at a party and this guy just literally asked me, like, okay, go through your day. What do you do when you wake up? What do you eat? How do you get to the office? What do you do once you're at work? What do you, you know? And mm-hmm. like, it kind Which of... Which is fun stuff to talk about, too. I know. Yeah, it sounds boring, but it's actually really fun to see which things are the same and which things are different. And it's very concrete, so it's easy mm-hmm. to answer. And then, like, as you're talking to the person, you know, you can always, like, start to go deeper. Or if they mention something, like, they say, oh, yeah, I... I always eat this for lunch. Then you can say like, oh, like what's your favorite food? Or like after the office, like what do you do? Do you have hobbies? Like who do you hang out with? Just those kind of questions. Mm -hmm. Like who is in their life? What do they normally do? 
And yeah. that will start to give you a framework for maybe like more things that you can talk about. Because yeah. it's hard for us, you guys. Like we want to share our lives yeah. with you guys. And it's not easy to know where to start. It feels so big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I mean, we also don't want to be the people who are like giving too much information like right yeah maybe you don't want to know then yeah. we're fine with that right <laughs> like you know yeah that is true you don't want to be like so how's nepal and then you talk for three hours yeah. straight and they're like oh no <laughs> or like that person who you know like you're having a normal conversation it's like oh well in nepal we eat this and they're like i don't care yeah. you've mentioned nepal like 80 times in the last two minutes and that I'm happened done. to my friend actually our guest on this podcast picnic she was in the States and she's like, yeah, I don't understand. Like, you know, I loved like when you and I went motorcycle riding, it was so cool and blah, blah. I always try to tell people about that. And like, no one ever seems interested. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I know that's true. Girl, now you know how I feel yeah. all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like too removed. People either think you're showing off. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was in Nepal. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Or it's like they just don't have enough context. It's like does not compute (laughs) and i would also say that you guys should let us ask questions about your lives it's not all about us yeah i hate to break the news to you but oh my god (laughs) yeah it's kind of a big deal um i think that there is a tendency which i understand um because i have done it as well But to think that people who live in another country somehow live this amazing life that is apparently like entirely full 24 hours a day. (laughs) And maybe you want to talk to them and wish that they knew more about your life, but they don't have any time for you. But this is not true, my friends. No, no. (laughs) We actually like work eight hour days and very usually just go home and like watch Netflix and crap like that. So yeah, please tell us what is going on. Give us the opportunity to ask you what is happening with your life. Mm -hmm. And don't just assume that you need to be the one asking us questions. It's a two way street. We care about you guys. Did you know that? That's like friendship. Oh my gosh. Actually, I just read um, this blog post about living overseas and Mm -hmm. like being an expat and he talks about he calls it like pillars and bricks but yeah i what you're saying made me think of this because i think it's easy for there to be this mismatch of like if you are someone who travels a lot then you know you think people back home who are always the same doing the same thing are boring And if you have a really stable life, then you think people who travel a lot are flighty or something. Mm -hmm. But I really liked how he talked about that both things are really important and both can be stable and solid. Like if you're a pillar, so the kind of person who's going to like settle and like, you know, be a pillar of your community, like have the white picket fence and two kids and live in the same place for a long time. That's super valuable. Mm -hmm. But you can also have lots of different life experiences, have lots of different people coming in and out of your life. And as long as each of those is solid, then you can build like the solid brick wall. And that's important too. Yeah. I don't know. For me, that was just really helpful to remember that people who live those two different types of lives can both be healthy Mm -hmm. and both be 
stable like internally you know it's not like an external thing like does your life look stable or not and that helps me to remember that like both ways of living are good and that we can learn from each other you know i want to hear about your pillar stable life and i hope you want to hear about my brick laying life of like lots of different experiences yeah we can each live vicariously through each other perfect i am a huge proponent for vicarious living right because you can't do all the things no but you can watch other people do the things (laughs) i'm like now i like talk to friends who are living in the states and i'm like oh my gosh tell me about your life wow <gasps> your office looks like this oh my gosh and then you went to the shopping mall like what stores are in the shopping mall is there a cinnabon can you explain like what's oh happening God, cinnabon <laughs> <laughs> oh you're making me hungry yeah <laughs> and i love it so much dude that's amazing um i have another question for you have you ever like gotten together with someone either someone that visited you here or like when you were back in the states and you just were disappointed with the experience (laughs) um maybe not so much with like individual people i don't think okay but i feel like it can be kind of a disappointing experience when you go back to somewhere that you used to live and you used to be really involved in the community and then you realize that you and the community both are now different and you don't really fit together anymore. Mm, Middle Dana in Nepali. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's such a good Nepali word that there isn't a very good yeah. translation for. It kind of means doesn't fit or doesn't match. It also can mean like similar or yeah, matching. Like if your nail color and your clothes color are the same, you can say, hey, Milta, they match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so when I went back to central Arkansas after living in Canada for a few months, we did not Milta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so disappointing. <laughs> yeah, like such amazing memories, had great community there, and then realized that, yeah, I like don't really this isn't where I'm supposed to be now. Mm-hmm. Well, how odd. <laughs> it's not the same as when I left. <laughs> Life went on. What? <laughs> how could anyone live without me? <laughs> but really. <laughs> yeah, what about you? Yeah, I feel like I don't know, it's interesting cuz it's not always predictable. I mm. mean, life is an expat. That's the definition, not always predictable. But with some people or situations, it's totally fine and great and we see each other and it's like no time has passed. And then with other people, it's just awkward or you expect them to know stuff about you because you try so hard to communicate and stay connected and then they didn't see that Facebook Mm -hmm. post or they didn't read your email update and... I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't want to be disappointed. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to be open and I want to be flexible and able to handle any situation. But there's certain people in my life that I just want them to know me and understand me Mm -hmm. deeply. And sometimes you just they can't. Yep. And that 
can be really hard to swallow. <laughs> I feel like that's a general adult kind of phenomenon because, I mean, everybody is growing and you don't get to spend all of your time with people that, you know, you used to be close to and you grow in different directions and yeah, that in is different true. ways. I think it's magnified when you live oh, in another yeah. culture, though, because they just don't have the context. Right. Yeah. But what to do? Yeah. There's still lots and lots of people that, you know, you can stay close to mm-hmm. no matter where you are geographically. Right. And yeah. like you said, even some people that maybe you weren't that close to in America, but now because you have like some shared context, then you're like, oh, yeah, then now we're better friends. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. And I, I think it's good to remember as well that even if you have a disappointing experience, like I had a friend visit last year and. I was so excited for him to visit, and I was just like, yes, like, we connect, and you're going to really get it. And then he kept asking me questions that, to me, felt like, if you had been paying attention at all over the last four mm-hmm. years, you would know that about me. And it was hard, and I got so pissy, sassy about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we talked about it, and, like, I explained my feelings. <laughs> And, like, that made it better. And now we're closer because of it. And yeah. I feel like we both are able to be better friends to each other because we've gone through that. So it's not always a bad thing to have those kind of disappointing mm-hmm. experiences as long as you can learn from it and grow from it and be flexible. That's flexible it. is the key term of this podcast. How to be an adult. Let me know when you figure that out completely. <laughs> I'm getting closer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think by the time I'm 60, I'll have it. Heck done. yes. <laughs> so, do you have any tips for how to stay connected? Either how people back in the States can stay better connected to you, or how expats can stay better connected to home countries? Mm. Mm. Um, I think my biggest tip is don't worry about time zones. Like, Mm -hmm. dude, we all have do not disturb modes on our phones. So if you think, you know, I think it might be 3 a.m. for big right now. Maybe I shouldn't text her. No, just do it. And then I'll wake up and I'll be like, "Mm, you left me while I was sleeping. Mm. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, just like even being willing to reach out if you haven't talked to someone in a long time or like if i haven't emailed you don't think oh she doesn't want to be my friend anymore like just try and i'll be like yes i would love to hang out with you via video and or whatever (laughs) (laughs) whatever pleases you my dear (laughs) yeah i completely concur with that if you see something that reminds you of your friend who lives in a different context then just message them be like, hey, oh my gosh, I saw this thing. It made me think of that one amazing adventure, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All that good stuff. Well, I remember blah, 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 blah. That was so fun. Blah, blah is my favorite thing. <laughs> my best hobby. But when you do that, do not preface it, please, my dear friends, by saying, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Really, I know it's been so long since we've talked and I'm so bad at texting and I'm going to get better at it. Like, dude, I don't care. Yeah, We're all busy (laughs) around here. 
No apologies. No apologies. Like, we're still going to be friends. You don't have to defend yourself. It's fine. Um, One thing that was really helpful when one of our mutual friends moved back to Australia a couple of years ago is that when she left, she said to me, you know, don't feel bad. Like, don't feel like you need to keep up with me and, yeah, that we need to talk all of the time or anything. But if you're ever in Australia, like, please look me up. You know, we can hang out. And I thought that was so nice because we live such a transient life in so many ways. We're constantly meeting new people, saying goodbye to friends, and they move back to the their home country, stuff like that. So you can feel kind of, especially when you're newer here, like you can feel a pressure that you need to retain the friendship in exactly the same way with all of the people you've met. And like, I haven't even been here two years. I've probably said goodbye to 20 close friends. There just aren't enough hours in the day to talk to all of your friends every week (laughs) yeah and like and you're like trying to be present here you're trying to also be present in your home country with people back at home you're trying to be present with the other 56 countries where you know all of your friends live (laughs) and it's impossible oh man but yeah so yeah it was so nice that she said that it took so so much pressure off like yeah we can still be friends oh yay it's so freeing it's like we'll be friends even if i don't talk to you for two years yeah thank you for acknowledging that (laughs) yeah good well dude my mom has friends that she traveled with in the 70s that live in australia and she still like can totally connect with them like i was going to australia and she's like oh yeah think my friend lives in brisbane so she emailed her like hey haven't talked to you in 20 years my daughter's coming to brisbane can she hang out with you (laughs) amazing it was totally cool and the woman was like actually i don't live in brisbane anymore but come hang out with me in adelaide i "I wish (laughs) that's awesome only a thousand miles (laughs) so maybe more we will do that too Mm -hmm. all of our friends yeah come hang out with us that's basically all we want doesn't Seriously, matter how long though. it's been since we've talked to you. We really need some friends. <laughs> Just come hang out. <laughs> I don't have any big, deep concluding statements, That's except okay. we like you guys a lot. Yeah. Keep talking to us. Yeah. And talk to your other friends, too. Mm-hmm. Whether they move five miles away or 50,000. That's too far. <laughs> they go all the way around the world. I'm picturing, like, like They're a, on the moon? I guess <laughs> ring around the globe kind of situation <laughs> like a lot of circumnavigating <laughs> happening <laughs> somehow the quantum physics they're farther away than yeah. it's technically possible it's like you're also moving and you're moving in opposite directions <laughs> all the time that sounds exhausting <laughs> okay now it's time for our segment of the week so, so, so segment of the week You guys, it's almost Christmas. We're so excited. I'm so excited. Yes. We've been doing Christmassy things all month. Mm -hmm. We went to a Christmas bazaar and had mulled wine. Multiple Christmas bazaars. German food. Yeah, that's true. How many? Three, at least. It's a lot of mulled wine. Yes. So good. Made mulled wine at home. Decorated our houses. Yes. What's happening? (laughs) um do you want to tell our listeners about my amazing outfit right now yeah you just like were like rustling around your bag and i was a little afraid but then you got out an amazing hat like a beanie 
which I haven't seen before. It has like Christmas trees and there's like a Santa head and like, uh, what, what is that? Is that like a Christmas pudding? I don't know. It's on my head. I can't see it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a British Christmas, like a flaming kind of Yorkshire pudding, I think. This hat gets better with time. Yeah. I got it last year when I was in the States and it's going to be part of my Christmas wardrobe for the next 10 years at Heck. minimum. So excited. So yeah, um, we're going to go on a little holiday break. Yeah. We want to warn you guys, we're going to miss you a lot. You'll probably miss us too. Don't worry. You can just go back and re-listen to all the episodes. Mm-hmm. They're all there. They only get better with time. <laughs> Do they though? <laughs> <laughs> if you um, say it with confidence, it's true. I, oh, I like that strategy. That's good. <laughs> but yeah, we are super excited. We're going to have break. <laughs> yeah all of that <laughs> we're gonna have christmas brunch with our friends oh uh, we're gonna roof. make waffles yes we borrowed a waffle savory maker. and sweet oh, i'm gonna wait. make orange rolls <gasps> we're gonna have probably baileys and coffee Ooh, or maybe also like mimosas, mimosas or bellinis i mean let's drink all day because that's what holidays are about heck yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then the next day when we're hungover, we're going to get on a plane <laughs> and you guys, we're going to go to Cambodia. Yeah. Big and white in yep. Cambodia. It's going to be magical. <laughs> I'm going to sit on the beach. Oh, I'm going to get sunburned. I can't yeah. even wait. We really need a break. Like we've been working a lot. Oh my God. We haven't. We, we have. Ever. I mean, we've been working so many weekends for being on field work that mm-hmm. we earn back all those weekend days as personal days and we haven't been able to take them. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I have currently 16 and a half personal days that Holy i haven't moly. been able to take wow i'm not so, not i won't there cut with up. you but yeah just take the whole month yeah. <laughs> it's too late for that Bye. <laughs> anyway um we want to wish you guys a super duper merry christmas yeah an amazing new year i mean it won't be as amazing as ours because we're going to be on the beach in cambodia <laughs> but you can think of us and wish you were there with us <laughs> and we'll see you next year dude wow crazy for season two of big and white yeah we don't have seasons but yeah <laughs> pretty much if you take a break it turns into a new season i mean i think, I think so cool we should just take random breaks throughout the year and be like, no, it's season seven. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's episode seven. There's a difference. <laughs> okay. Um, so, like, Merry Christmas. Or whatever you celebrate. Yeah, dude. Hanukkah. Too late for that. Mm. Uh, other stuff. Kwanzaa. What's when Kwanzaa happening? Do people actually do that one? I don't know. <laughs> Chris Mahana Kwanzaa. Yeah. Happy that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Eat some good food. We Please love you guys. Do yeah. Okay, bye. See bye. you in twenty nineteen. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. bye.